Romans 5, chapter 1 to 21. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege, where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of His Son, while we were still His enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of His Son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so that spread to everyone. For everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still, everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment of God, as Adam did. Now, Adam is a symbol of, uh, is a representation of Christ who was not yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam brought death to many, but even greater in God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many, through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and His gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. 
Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans chapter 5 is filled with enormous riches, with the assurances to our faith, hope, and the love of God. Stay with me, church, as we quickly go to these passages and allow the Holy Spirit to open our eyes of faith even further. In the first four chapters of Romans, Paul announced that the gospel is a message about the righteousness of God being given to people because of Jesus Christ. First, Paul described the problem. Everyone deserves to die because we all fall short of what God wants. Then Paul described the solution. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It is a gift, not a result of us keeping laws and commandments. In chapter 4, Paul proved this with the example of Abraham, who was declared righteous by God on the basis of faith before the laws were given. Salvation is by grace and faith, not by law or works. Now in chapter 5, Paul explains a little more. He says in verse 1, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, which is the main point of chapters 3 and 4, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So essentially the problem between us and God has been fixed. Before we were sinners, or enemies of God, and unless something was done, we deserve to be punished. But since we are powerless to do anything about it, God took the initiative. He sent His Son to bring us peace. In legal terms, we have been declared righteous, and in relationship terms, we are given peace instead of hostility. It is through Jesus, Paul says in verse 2, that we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. We enter grace or forgiveness by faith in what Christ did. When Paul says that we stand in grace, he implies that we can remain in this state. Because of God's grace, based on what Christ did in the past, we rejoice in the hope that this gives us for the future, confidence that we will share in the glory of God. This hope is not just a wishful thought. It is guaranteed by what God has done for us. Verses 3 and 4 adds, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, 
perseverance character and character hope. We rejoice not only hoping for future glory, but we rejoice now, even when things are not going well for us. We may not rejoice because of our sufferings, but we can rejoice in them. Trials and difficulties help us grow in determination to endure, and in our character, our consistency in doing the right thing, even in difficult circumstances. Our source of confidence is not in ourselves, but in what Jesus is, do- is doing in us. Paul then tells us what he means about God's love. At just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. And who are the ungodly? We are. We are the ungodly. No matter how ungodly we have been, Christ is able to save us. He didn't wait until we repented. He did not wait until we deserve it. He had to do it while we were sinners because sin is what we had to be rescued from. So God took the initiative, sending Christ to die for us, and this demonstrates God's love. He gives generously even when we deserve nothing. The action of Christ demonstrates the love of God because Christ is God. They have the same love because they are one. And when we have trials, we can look to Jesus as evidence that God loves us. His willingness to die for us should reassure us that God wants to help us even at a great cost to himself. We also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have now received reconciliation. That's in verse 11. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God and we rejoice in our sufferings, but we especially rejoice in being reconciled to God because He is better than all His blessings put together. We will spend eternity with a good relationship with God. In verses 12 to 19, Paul makes a contrast between Adam and Christ. By being joined with Christ, we can be counted as righteous. Adam causes our condemnation, but the same principle, one, you know, one person representing others, says that Jesus brings us salvation. Not by our own works, but because of what Jesus did. In verse 19, For just as through the disobedience of the one man the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man the many will be made righteous. Through the sin of Adam, everyone is made a sinner. In a similar way, but with opposite results, all who trust in Christ are made righteous, given the righteousness of Jesus Christ. As we close, um, Ava will lead us into prayer. Let us pray. Father, you have done amazing things in all our lives. You are worthy of all our praise. Today and every day, help me to give thanks to you with my whole heart. Father, only because of your amazing grace that we are saved. And there is nothing we can do to earn it. Thank you. Remind me, remind us, O Lord, that we don't need to win your approval. Instead, let my actions stem from my love and faith in you. We will choose to trust you because we know that you will never fail us. You are our salvation. In Jesus' name, amen.